Hello, Mighty Warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, October 25th, 2020, and this is day 972 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you, my Lord, for blessing us to see this beautiful day that you created just for us. Help us, Father, to embrace it as a beautiful gift that you've given us and that we will take it and go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today, that we'll let go of everything that's been a hindrance to us and trying to hold us back and keep us from uh, being effective. Help us, Lord, to focus in on you and to know what you would have us to do. Let our will be your will. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, Today's message is, This is absolutely essential, what we're talking about today. And basically, it's each one teach one. I I think that if we can grab onto that, especially since uh, we're no longer able legally to teach uh, the Word of God in schools anymore, um, one of the things that we've noticed over the years, the decline uh, in... um, the way we treat each other, treating each other in love and respect with dignity. Uh, Instead, it's killings over anything. And with um, Kansas City reaching its highest death rate, uh, it it is just, I think it was 155 the last time I looked, which is really sad. And what do we do? Uh, so let's let's talk about this. This is a we're coming out of Second Chronicles chapter seventeen, verses one through nineteen, and uh, this is something that Jehoshaphat did, uh, the king of Judah, which is phenomenal. And actually, this is the first time I saw this. Um, you know, reading about uh, the different uh, kings in the Bible and what they did, and uh, it, this was just beautiful. So let me go ahead and read it. All right, Second Chronicles. Uh, chapter 17 verse yeah second chronicles chapter 17 verses 1 through 19 and it says so now so jehoshaphat let me let me give you a preview his father uh had died and his father also served the lord except <laughs> he did not um take away the idols in the high places where people were worshiping and uh, so let me back up to verse, chapter 16, verse starting at verse 10. It says, uh, Asa was angry with the seer, so more like a prophet, because of this, because he had told him since he had partnered up with an evil king uh, to do what they had to do uh, in war, that, that this is what was going to happen to him. He said, Asa was angry at this uh, seer because of what he had told him. He was enraged that so enraged that he put him in prison. And at the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. The events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and, and Israel. In the 39 years of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even 
in his illness, he did not uh, seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. He didn't seek God. Then in the 41st uh, year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. They buried him in a tomb that he had cut out for himself in the city of David. They laid him on a bear covered with spices or a beer, I'm sorry, covered with spices and and various blended perfumes, and they made a huge fire in his honor. And my understanding of a beer is, some, uh, and I think and I'm pronouncing it correctly, is something they carry the bodies on or the caskets on when someone is dead. So now in verse chapter 17, it says, Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the towns of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his father David before him. And so David wasn't his physical father, but like a father, uh, being an ancestor who fought, uh, and was a king before him who followed uh, the words of the Lord. He did not consult the Baals, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. So Israel was being ruled uh, by an evil king who uh, hated God so uh, and, and worshipped idols. And it says, The Lord established the kingdom under his control, and all Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat, so that he had great wealth and honor. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Assyria poles from Judah. And the Assyria poles were also uh, like... Um, uh, fertile uh, idols, idols that people worshipped uh, pertaining to fertility. And uh, they were just evil. Uh, it reminds me so much now of the poles that they use uh, in, um, oh, in strip clubs and things like that, those poles that, that bring about sex and things like that. And the, so that's what that reminds me of that is replicating as an idol. Uh, and so verse seven, uh, in the third year of his reign, he sent his officials, uh, Ben-Hel, uh, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathaniel, and Micaiah to teach in the towns of Judah. Now listen to this. With them were certain Levites, uh, Shemiah, Nathaniah, uh, Zebediah, Ashiel, Shemiramoth, uh, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tab, Tabada, Tabadonijah. I'm sorry for mispronouncing. And the priest, uh, Elishrama and Jeharam. They taught throughout Judah taking with them the book of the law of the Lord. They went around to all the towns of Judah and taught the people. This is worth putting on the brakes for a minute. <laughs> Listen, Jehoshaphat sent 
all of these people out, uh, godly men out, to teach the word of God to everyone in Judah. This is a massive uh, undertaking. This was national for every person. He knew that that was needed. This is what this is what's absolutely essential. So the fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands surrounding Judah, so that they did not go to war against Jehoshaphat. Some Philistines brought Jehoshaphat gifts. Now, Philistine, the Philistines was everybody's enemy. They could not stand uh, the Israelites. They could not stand God's people, period. And they here they are <laughs> bringing gifts to Jehoshaphat. Listen, God will make even our enemies feed us and give us gifts and bow down to us. All right. <laughs> Some Philistines brought Jehoshaphat gifts and silver as tribute, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 goats. Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful. He built forts and store, store cities in Judah and had large supplies in the towns of Judah. He also kept experienced fighting men of Jerusalem there in uh their enrollment by families was as follows so from Judah commanders of units of 1000 Adna the commander with 300,000 fighting men next Johanan the commander with 280,000 next Amishia son of Zikri who volunteered himself for the service of the Lord with 200,000 men. From Benjamin, Eliada, a valiant soldier with 200,000 men armed with bows and shields. Next, Jehoshaphat with 180,000 men armed for battle. Listen, he had over a million men all geared up and ready for battle at any time. These were the men who served the king besides those who stationed in the fortified cities throughout Judah. He was extremely powerful. But do you notice what he did first? He put God first and he taught the people the word of God. So everyone was worshiping the Lord. I mean, he had some downfalls. Listen, <laughs> he did. And uh, some of those were he did not completely destroy the idol idolatry in the land. Uh, he wasn't able to do all that. Uh, he became entangled with evil. Uh, King Ahab through alliances, uh, which was the, the evil king over Israel. And he allowed the son of uh, Jehoram to marry uh, Athelia, Ahab's daughter. So he let his son marry uh, Ahab's daughter, who continued evil uh, in the land. And he became Ahaziah's business partner in an ill-fated shipping venture. So they, <laughs> he partnered with Ahab's son uh, to, to build ship, and, and they went nowhere. Um, that venture uh, was wrecked by God. It did not go anywhere. And and we this lets us know though how we're not perfect in our flesh and we're gonna mess up from time to time. Uh, but the key is is to repent 
and to serve the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And as we see that we've messed up here or there, uh, make sure to correct it immediately. But I want to focus in what he did do that was very well, and he honored God through that. So point number one, uh, Jehoshaphat got it. You know, he, he understood what it was needed. He saw the big picture. And he began to put everything in motion. He understood the absolute necessity to teach the people the word of God in order to be successful. And that would be mentally, physically, and spiritually. He implemented a national program of religious teaching, uh, education. Education is critical in all areas. But if we leave out that part, to me, um, the the education of the word of God is our spiritual food. And if we don't get that, we have no foundation. He sent five of his officials along with 11 others, which included two priests from the Levite tribe to teach every single person in Judah about the Lord. We too should be doing the same. We should intentionally be teaching our children and grandchildren about Jesus Christ and how to live and thrive according to the word of God. As we mentor others, we should be teaching them about the Lord through our actions, choices, and our words. Who are you teaching about the Lord? Now, while you're working, you know, you're you're getting paid to do this job, then you're there to do the job. You know, we're not there to <laughs> uh, recruit, but we are uh, through our actions, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it just depends on if the boss allows it and you got permission to do so. But as you're reading your Bible during your break or lunch, someone may be curious and ask you questions. This has happened to me many times on many jobs I was at, but I didn't go in to recruit or to save souls at work. But God would make a way uh, <laughs> to allow me. He'll open a door uh, with individuals to let me share the love of Jesus with them. Uh, so be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And if someone is interested in learning more, tell them. Absolutely. Uh, but make sure you're not stealing time either from your boss. All right. Do it on your own time. Uh, point number two, we can implement all kinds of programs, but if they're not the word of God, they will only be short-lived and ineffective. So they, they need to be rooted in the word of God. Um, they will not go past the surface to affect the spiritual man, the part of us made in God's image, the part of us uh, who communicates with God is our spiritual man. There have been many uh, charges or, or programs uh, by our leaders, uh, like just say no, <laughs> Then what do you do after that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's all these great sayings and, and, and I'm not I'm not saying it's bad, but we have got to have some root to this, you know, and and understand the difference and be able to discern uh, that people are going to come up with things. And it sounds great. And they put all the, you know, different uh, um, marketing uh, funding behind it to get it out. But but does it work? Does it include the Lord? If it doesn't, it'll go nowhere. It sounds good, but it doesn't reach beneath the surface, the spiritual part of our being. Oh, but the word of God 
is sharper than a two-edged sword, uh, which cuts down deep to the marrow of the bone. And they say the marrow is where of the bone is where the nutrients are when we look at these cooking shows, you know, and they'll boil them and, and they'll dig that out. And they're saying the marrow of the bone is like the most essential, like it's the nutrients. We must go deep using the word of God to get us there. Otherwise, we get nowhere. We get to where we are today uh, here. And I I know that you're doing God's will. You're teaching it and sharing it. Continue to do that. And as God allows us to mentor people and to encounter them in our day-to-day, the grocery store, wherever we are, uh, begin, you know, just showing the love of God. Good morning. How are you doing? And and that's going to open the door and, and being genuine. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying fake it. Just be for real. Um, but the key is our very own relatives, our children, grandchildren's nieces, nephews, great grands and great nieces and nephews begin teaching them. Um, I'll never forget when I first got in church and got saved. Uh, the first thing, and I was in my early 20s, uh, now 61. And uh, in the early days, when I first joined this church, a little church, probably a couple hundred people at that time, it was phenomenal the way that the pastor had it laid out. So everyone had to, and a lot of churches do this today, had to uh, go through a new beginner's class and learn the books of the Bible. We had to memorize all 66 books of the Bible, understand what was what each uh, group meant. Uh, you know, it, it was major prophets and, and uh, minor prophets and knowing uh, the canon, that that was the Bible and understanding those basic things. And, and then from there, we went to other classes and, and every week we were learning. And then after that, uh, we were able to um, identify our gifts and talents, and mine was teaching, and I was put in teaching with the littles, you know, <laughs> and I'm I'm on the floor acting like a big fish as I'm teaching them about Jonah and having puppets, and they see my mouth talking, but they're so intri- intrigued <laughs> and excited uh, about these paper sacks or socks that I created that were puppets, and they were just so in tune and like, and and Jonah did this and did that. It was so fun working with the little kids and rolling on the floor, and they're jumping on my back as we're teaching the I'm teaching the word of God. And my own children were young, and they were in other people's classes, and and a lot of times they had to be in my class too. So then after that, I worked with teenagers. And uh, the youth group being over that at, at some point, you know, I was mentored, though, in those areas. Someone was over me. And then then I began to take over as they moved on to something else and teaching these youth. And every single one of those young people that I had the privilege of working with, along with others in the church, when I see them today, they are now teaching their children about the word of God. Some have fallen off, and but the word is in them. And and so many of them got married and married each other that came together in the church. It, it's just so I can think of my son and his wife are one of them. <laughs> and uh, uh, Dee and Glenn, they're another one. And now they're pastors in their church. It is, And their mom and I are good friends and she's the head pastor there. And it's just amazing to see 
then it works. Then after moving from teens, I moved to adults and teaching them. And, and it was amazing because, you know, when working with teens, they, they're not faking the funk with you. They're going to let you know for sure. And so I didn't get amens and all that with them. But then when I started teaching adults, they're like, amen. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what's that noise I hear? I didn't hear that with the teens, you know? <laughs> um, and so then all along, God had me teaching my children. So even during dinner, we would have Bible study. And, and it, it wasn't like this super structured thing, but it was like, hey, so remember what we talked about? How did that, how to go at school with Jesus? I remember my uh, daughter, my oldest daughter <laughs> was in like the second grade and her teacher told her to, for Halloween, to write about a ghost. And my daughter said, Mama, we don't do that. And I taught them about that. You know, that's not of God, you know. And she says, uh, what can I do then, Mama? What can I do? And she said, I know, I'll talk about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so she wrote a paper on the Holy Ghost. And the teacher was just blown away and thought, you know, let me get permission before we do anything. Uh, can you celebrate your birthday? Can you celebrate this? Like, yeah, we can. Uh, but it was interesting how, you know, when you start to teach and my granddaughters asking me all kind of questions, you know, and I will never forget my kids start bringing their friends uh, to Bible study. You see how that works now. And their friends will come and, and then they started going with us to church for youth group. And several of them accepted Jesus. And I and I'll never forget this. It was really sad. But um, a group of my son's friends were in a car accident. And uh, about five of them were in the car. And I think out of the five, two or three of them died. And one of them was the young man that lived across the street from us who would go to Bible study with us. And he had just accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. That's the glorifying part of it that, that just brought me such, um, uh, uh, peace. You know, it was still sad because, you know, to lose him and, and, uh, missing him, but we know that we're all going to have to go to be with the Lord at some point, or if we don't know Jesus to hell. And, and that's not what we want. And, and God didn't create hell for us. He created it for Satan and the third of the angels that followed him, uh, that rebelled against God in heaven. And so those, anyone that follows after Satan will go where he goes. So our goal is to make sure to spread the word of God. And, and that's how it happens, y'all. It's just each one teaching one and, and continuing to share the love of Christ. We have this captive audience, our children, and, and then their friends when they come over and, and teaching them, you know, just with our actions and, and not forcing them or anything like that. You know, God doesn't force himself on anybody, but God gives us wisdom. He said, he who is wise wins souls. Remember that. He's going to give you the wisdom on how to do that. Oh, glory to God. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, you can check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. And uh, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.